This is JFM Podcast. A very pleasant evening to you. Welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jaws. My name is Ponsak Fanap. Hoping you're having a, the best of time this evening. Uh, today is the seventh day in the month of June 2021. Well, today my uh, younger brother is celebrating his birthday. Uh, that is Mr. Zimpon Fanap. I uh, wish you happy birthday and many more blessings and uh, look forward to uh, going through life um, with you as a brother, you know, it's, it's been a tremendous blessing. And, you know, today I almost forgot that it was his birthday. It was my younger sister that helped me, you know, via technology. And I just said, ah, I forgot. And yesterday I was thinking about it. About happy birthday to you. I wish you all the best in life. And also to wish my dear friend and my brother, Dr. Bamnan Collins Dalang, whose wedding is just this Saturday. 12th of June, I wish you a happy, happy birthday. Yesterday was your birthday. I pray that God will bless you the more. And of course, uh, the new home that you're wanting to build with your uh, wife to be, I pray you all the best. Happy birthday. Well, <laughs> I broke the story uh, on Friday about the ban on social media site that is uh, Twitter. And it has been generating a lot of, you know, conversation, really interesting conversation. Uh, you know, across the country. The federal government, through the Minister of Foreign Affairs, uh, uh, Honorable Geoffrey Onyema, you know, spoke today after meeting with some envoys, and he said, the condition for lifting the suspension will be responsible use of social media, and that really has to be it. When you have the power to communicate, it has to come with the responsibilities. We're not saying that Twitter is threatening the country or any such thing. Why we have taken these measures to stop them from being used as platforms for destabilization and facilitation of criminality or encouragement of uh, criminalities. It is true that people always, you know, take advantage of what is good, you know, to turn it into uh, evil. But social media is just is what they call user-generated content, you know, is UCG, uh, UGC. A user-generated content platform is that the people who develop the website, you know, don't have any control over it. Uh, but it's the people, the user that, you know, controls it. They are the ones that generate, you know, content, you know, uh, on the website. That is why it is uh, a social media. People interact uh, with social media. So it's just basically the reflection of what's going on in society. Uh, if there's issue of police brutality, I mean, it's going to reflect. People always, uh, you know, use it to express their grief and dissatisfaction with what is going on you know basically so uh the ugc platform is important is very important but again uh the government should i would say rethink you know how uh, it steps you know recall the two bills that almost you know sneak into the national assembly banning or regulating social media uh well, the government has directed the National Broadcasting Commission, you know, to uh, think of ways to regulate social media. In fact, there was a directive just this afternoon uh, to broadcast station that uh, they should suspend their Twitter account and stop using it forthwith because of the ban on uh, social media. And some lawyers, you know, I asked some friends who are lawyers and they said, this is clearly a contravention of the Constitution, you know, because the Constitution provides for freedom of expression and speech. But again, uh, the federal government has violated, you know, and this just breaks into our question, the democratic credential of the Buari administration uh, on the APC, for example, because uh, we, we have the uh, regulation, attempted regulation of social media, and of course, even a lot of rights that have been, you know, violating of court processes, lack of obedience to the rule of law, and just, I think, the um, new chief of army staff, you know, a major general, 29 people have been asked to go on terminal leave. That was administrative language that was used. I recall that just last week, the defense headquarters came out to say that nothing like that is going to happen. But we saw a letter, you know, uh, flying around that uh, 29 generals should uh, proceed on terminal leave. I don't understand what the meaning of that, you know, administrative language. Uh, but, well, maybe I'm going to ask the guest uh, if he can explain. So these are, you know, some of the... Uh, 
things that we find happening in our, our country, for example. Uh, and people are beginning to question the democratic credential of uh, President Muhammadu Buhari. When you look at the government, you know, like security problems is almost out of hand. Uh, you, just yesterday or the day before, you can see the attack in Iganga community, uh, allegedly carried out by, you know, herdsmen. And of course, Sunday Igboho is turning out to become an ethnic champion, an ethnic champion in the southwest. I mean, he held a rally, you know, there, and you can see the mammoth crowd that came out, you know, to greet. It's like a triumphant entry, you know, so to say, uh, you know, in the southeast. And IPOB as well is burning, committing arson, you know, they are burning uh, public property in the uh, south is that is government property making that whole society that region like you know entirely ungovernable if you look at the utterances of governor hope ozodima of Imo state is like the whole situation is out of his hands you know he can't con control or even contain the situation save just for uh, the governor of river state nyasom wiki who said that river state you know any ipop you know activity alleged you know ipod activity uh, or activities will not be uh, tolerated. So this are, uh, you know, the whole situation. When the APC was about to be formed, you know, Ashiwajo Ahmed Bolatin together with the president sat down and form a merger. And they said that after the turn of Mr. President, President Mohamed Obari at the time, the presidency is going to shift, you know, uh, to the south. And people have, you know, even questioned the politicking of, you know, the region, the southeast uh, region. Maybe it's time to change tactic. Maybe it's time to uh, do some, you know, soul searching because all of this, it's really, really heartbreaking uh, what is going on, especially because it's taxpayers' money that they use to rebuild these uh, burned-down facilities. And northern elders today told Igbo leaders that they should caution their young people. Mouthpiece of the group, Hakim Baba Ahmed, uh, said that the silence of Igbo leaders is no longer golden in the face of killings of northerners, you know, in the region. Uh, you know, social media video, if at all someone will go by it, you, you know, I saw a video, I think over the weekend, they burned down a complete truck, I think 12-tire truck with, you know, cattles in it, and uh, it's really heartbreaking, you know, if you recall... Uh, the early days of the civil war. Those are the, you know, some of the things that uh, we, uh, Nigeria, you know, weakness and Nigerians, you know, uh, took over the streets, began killing each other, burning properties and whatnot. And we still have that scar, you know, in our national memory as, as a country. While the IGP, that is Inspector General of Police, Alkali Babas, announced the immediate suspension of tinted vehicle windscreen, in, windscreen permits in Nigeria, he made the announcement during a meeting with senior police officers, including commissioners and DRGs from across the country uh, today. So if you're wanting to apply to get a tint permit, the uh, police is saying that they've suspended uh, that. Um, okay. Uh, okay. Well, I think I'm just going to, you know, start the conversation with my guests. We're going to talk about lots of uh, interesting, interesting, you know, stuff, especially uh, issues around democracy in our country. You know, uh, the ban on, on Twitter, uh, for example, and, you know, sundry issues that may arise. But, okay, I guess my insert is ready. So let me play this insert. It's coming from Benga Sheshan uh, about the ban on Twitter. Stay here. First of all, what the government did, and I think they know this themselves, uh, is illegal, uh, according to their own laws, right? To say that you're banning Twitter in Nigeria, it's fair if you say that it has contradicted the laws for national security, but on the basis of which law did you ask telecom companies and ISPs to disconnect access to Twitter on a Friday. Uh, we all know that the courts are closed and my organization and others are definitely on a path to ask government the question, which legal instruments are you relying on to ask telecom companies to shut down access? By the way, uh, this is not a conversation that is happening in Nigeria. And this is not just about Twitter. This is definitely about the fact that we have two major problems. We have the problem of misinformation or fake news as donald trump used to love calling it and others now call it we have a problem of 
you know, a dangerous speech, which also is referred to as hate speech. The last post by Twitter policy was one day ago, and it says we're deeply concerned by the blocking of Twitter in Nigeria. You can tell I'm accessing via VPN anyway. <laughs> Access to the free and open internet is an essential human right in modern society. We will work to restore access for all those in Nigeria who rely on Twitter to communicate and connect the world and connect with the world. Keep it on. Keep it on, meaning don't shut it down. Every company is subject to national laws. Absolutely. But we now have a situation where Twitter is not a registered company in Nigeria. So that is a different conversation entirely. If a company is not registered in your country, you have no jurisdiction over that country. So the Nigerian government may want to go into conversation with Twitter about the possibility of registering. If Twitter considers Nigeria you know, uh, important enough to its economic considerations, then Twitter will consider registering Nigeria. But I want to also clearly state that this is not about Twitter. This is about this administration closing down the civic space. This is not the first attempt. This is not the first time they are shutting down websites, by the way. During the NSAS protests, they shut down websites. The same illegal route of threatening telecom companies or DS, DNS services companies to shut down access to specific websites within the Nigerian domain. And, and my, my worry is that this actually demonstrates a continuation of what has started. In, I mean, of course, it began before this administration. They were themselves, you know, victims of oppression uh, of the online space and digital environment. But it is shocking that they are now also perpetuating the same. Maybe not so shocking after all, uh, but this is not just about Twitter. Many people may have missed the other thing that Mr. Lai Mohammed said. He said they want to regulate OTTs, which is over the top services in Nigeria. And it is not just uh, Twitter. It is not just online services like Twitter. It is also about online streaming and others. And Remember, this is the same administration during which we got a social media bill, we got an eight speech bill, I mean, coming with different official names, but this is a trend. And the government is using this as an opportunity to continue with the anti-democratic actions that they have been taking. This is a government uh, filled with hypocrisy. So I do not think, I mean, they, they're cutting their face. I mean, they are nose to spite their own face. Don't forget, the only people that are not on Twitter right now, and I know businesses are not on Twitter because they're worried about Malami's uh, chief justice, I mean, uh, attorney general saying illegal. Anyway, let's, well, that is not what I'm talking about. Uh, the people who are not on Twitter, mostly right now, apart from businesses, citizens are on Twitter. I am on Twitter. Organizations are on Twitter. Citizens, I mean, the people that are not on Twitter are the administration themselves, right? Uh, some of them are on Twitter, you know, who maybe not appointees of government. But imagine the first time that NCDC would not be posting important health-related information on Twitter, which, of course, is one of its most popular platforms, was the night after the ban. Since March 2020, this government had been explaining how much good work it was doing in managing COVID-19. But unfortunately now, uh, they're unable to share that, which is an irony, by the way. This ban was announced on the same platform, and I'm sure some of them are already itching to tweet again because, you know, they want to reply uh, to some of the things. So, yes, Pradam Initiative quoted uh, an established platform, a network set up uh, based on Brookings Institution and CIPESA methodology. They calculated, and they have a platform that calculates how much any country will lose if it shuts down any application or all applications or the entire internet per hour per day, and you can calculate on you know on, on the website. It's uh, the cost of shutdown tool, the OST. Well, glad you're still here. That was Benga Shishan there, a um, IT expert, and of course you heard that according to Brookings Institution. Brooklyn Institution is a think tank organization based in New York and uh, really interesting uh, data they always put out. Every year they have a document called Foresight Africa, you know, top priorities for the African continent, especially when it relates to development. And this year, you know, the COVID and the economy and how to structure debts, you know, uh, is one of their concerns. I have with me in the studio, Comrade Gacha Mikey Peter, right activist. Good evening and thanks for coming, sir. Always a pleasure being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, when you heard the Twitter ban, did you travel back in time to imagine maybe you were, you know, living in Buhari, Abacha's Nigeria or 
uh, which time, if you had you know opportunity to travel back in time, which time did you travel back in time to? Well, I traveled back to the era when we had no Twitter or active social media, basically. And the simple reason was that um, I find it difficult why we couldn't have um, leadership in place that have some level of in- emotional intelligence to be able to think deeply before acting and to be able to say, look, uh, it could, it's not a national issue per se. Um, it tried to... Uh, our independence as a people but it's just like everybody have business people have rules and regulation just like we have in this government where they react to certain things and pretend on other occasions they know nothing and so when i heard the minister of information in the first instance comparing namdi kanu and mr president i felt we lost it there that you cannot you feel that it was a belittling uh, yeah yeah the, the, the office of the president that namdi kanu was posting on twitter did not act uh, you cannot glorify and amplify individuals you've already termed as, as terrorists, as irresponsible, as people secessionists. that secessionists, and then here you are comparing them. So I wasn't really surprised. Um, two days later or a day later, the ban came out. The government have consistently, consistently made attempts to choke, to steal life, and to make things difficult for Nigerians on social media. Uh, the major attempt was made during the NSACs. Immediately after the NSAC, there was an attempt for some funny laws to be made in place before Nigeria's cried foul. And so this, was, this seemed like to be a perfect time for them to carry out their ad. But having said all of this, like I've said to a lot, couple of my friends, the loss is for everybody, not only to the average man on the street. Sheung just point, pointed out the issue of COVID. Now, what other means do they think they are going to be giving this information timely to everybody to know? The government itself, at one point or the other, was running its activity on Twitter. Sheikh Hussani, uh, what was the name of the other? Garba uh, Sheikh uh, uh, and the Femi. Femi. We're all on Twitter. You, the other lady, I, I don't really know their names because they don't, they don't excite me. The other young man, all of them are on Twitter most often trying to either support, project, or defend um, government action or inaction. And so when you take this off, the government is on the losing side because information no longer flies. But even when government was trying to get information, people were distorting it. So imagine now that when people don't have the information, it means that it's going to be free to air of all manner of speculation and rumors. And fake and, news. And, and fake you, news. You think this is like uh, washing the air of fake news? The more. Of course, because now people will just paddle what they have. You have no means of verifying it. On other occasions, you could tag other people and say, okay, I see this information. What do you know about it? And they could say, look, this is how it is. Shortly before this program was discussing, Donald Trump, is why the most powerful leader in the world, mm. his Twitter handle was suspended. The war never came to an end. And so when the president of a third or fourth world country you know, and it shows, it shows a lot about our mentality as a people. Yeah, talking that, about that, talking about that, what, how will you describe Nigeria's democracy that w- the deletion of, you know, one person's tweet so that, you know, how many millions of people losing access to that platform and we've lost two billion or we're losing two, over two billion dollars uh, at Naira, you know, every day. Uh, how does it make, what, what will you describe uh, Nigeria's democracy. Just well, because of one person. Well, basically, I I I'd rather save democracy and say that we're a nation where we don't carry out action based on information. We don't have any evidence, neither do we carry out researches. And so over the years, when we have conflict, when we have um, economic shutdown, when we have political instability, no one's go back to do a research to say, okay, as a people, what's our loss and what's our gain? And so when you have a government that does not believe in statistics, when you have a government that is to a greater level insensitive to a lot of issues, this is just one often, and they're careless. And so you have a government that does not attach value to education, does not attach value to human security, does not attach value to basic needs of human beings and, and the citizens they govern over. And so banning Twitter is just like going to play golf for some of them or playing badminton or just throwing on the street. And so when you talk about democracy, nobody is feeling the pulse of the people. Because in other in other places, it's the citizen that will be crying foul that Twitter, why did you do this to our president? But here is the presidency and a few people around him that are saying that, look, our people are angry over your action. But it's not true. 
A lot of Nigerians are indifferent. A lot are in support that, look, those kind of utterances shouldn't be coming from the presidency. In the first instance, if Twitter was not important to you, why do you use Twitter to pass such message? Why are you not addressing the nation? We've had near collapse of the system in several instances, and nobody's talking. And then now, when you spoke through another medium, the people said, no, you cannot use a medium to do that. Where was NTA? Where was federal uh, uh, FRCN and all of these other platforms that you have control over? So I think we need to have a rethink as a people. And I'm hoping that this period of um, the last six years has been a major lesson to a lot of Nigerians, that when we have another opportunity, we'll test run People want to give responsibility. I will ensure that democracy um, uh, wins at all times. So you're saying that the government, you know, didn't think out through, you know, the implication of its action. No, definitely they did not. The government was too much in a hurry to carry out this action because they felt they needed to make a statement. At the end of the day, they are busy defending themselves, say it's not a suspension, we, we want to give... Con- I mean, you, if you're gladly taking an action, then don't, don't own any explanation to anybody. So let me... Let, it brings me to this question. Why, in your opinion, do you think the government is fast to act against Nigerians, but is slow to act in the best interest of Nigerians? Because... I know friends who use Twitter manage, you know, even INGO Twitter mm-hmm. you know, account, but they're out of job right now. They have nothing, uh, you know, to do. And we're just coming from a post-pandemic, you know, uh, society. And the government always co- uh, complain of uh, drop in revenue. Look at our debt profile. Look at, you know, uh, how we borrow money. Uh, will you say that the government is insensitive, non-challenged, or doesn't care, or they are just outrightly wicked, for example, towards uh, its citizens? I think the government does not appreciate what it is to be a government. The government thinks they are still in opposition. The government thinks that shouting and shutting people down is the best way of running a government. The government is so intolerant. The government does not have patience. They don't have empathy. They don't feel the pulse of the people. They just act on the, on the pulse of the moment that, look, this is what we want and this is how it's going to be. And occasionally when they embarrass themselves, they, they, they find a way of coming back without apologizing. And so this is just one out of several other you know, low point for this government that we distract ourselves. The government distracts itself by its own action. And for me, I think government need to be more focused. There are 1,001 issues in this country that demand urgent government attention. And we cannot itemize it. We've talked so much about the issue of insecurity. We've talked about so much about the lack of sense of belonging by people. We talk so much about the fact that the president is not seen, is not heard, and, and people are wondering that, do we have him around? And so there are a number of issues that I thought this government should be worried about. And, 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 and this, this government have two years to go. What are we really celebrating? Is it good roads? Is it better welfare for people? Is it improved uh, workers? I mean, there's literally nothing you can really go home and feel so satisfied. Do you know in the last two, three years now, what this government has successfully done is to increase the rate of people with high blood pressure, is to increase the rate of anxiety, fear, uncertainty, businesses are collapsing, people no longer sleep well, because at every sound you wake up, people hold all manners of beating to find out, look, are we still living? And so this fear constantly put people on the edge. And because people are constantly on the edge, productivity is dropping. And so the government needs to go back to its drawing board and ask itself, what were the promises we made to these people? Are we fulfilling those promises? Are we really running the government the way we ought to run? Are we reaching out enough? All of these are lacking, from the state to the federal. I, 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 I give example of, of some governors. Sometime this, this year, about, about six years ago, government were commissioning projects everywhere, trying to even sell their candidate for next election. You don't see the hype now. People are so unsure of tomorrow. There is a lot of uncertainty. And so because of all of this action, I thought that this government will worry more about the internal problems that we're facing. Okay, if, if you're summoning uh, ambassadors today, they care less about what you're saying. Oh and, and, and let me tell you one thing that this government does not realize. If this country collapses, God forbid, if anything goes wrong, we ensure that all of these big men and people in government do not have anywhere to run. We'll all live in this country and solve the problem together. Let, let, let me ask you about the statement of Malami. What sense you know, did you make out of the statement that any Anybody caught using Twitter will be prosecuted. Uh, what you say is clearly in violation of our constitution, which is the ground norm of our uh, corporate. Ex- that's the only document that binds us together as a people. Yes, I'm sure I read one of the, one of these common newspaper, and, and I think one of the, the journalists asked the PA or the ACO, the person that signed the comment on his behalf, that under what, what law? Yeah. 
and the person said that when you get to court, you find out. This is impunity. That you are arresting me, I don't know my offense until I get to court before I know that. I mean, it sends a wrong signal to my, to a, a wrong vibe to my head. And this is how they run government. That they care less about their statement and they are indifferent. And so they wake up and, 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 and because, okay, if the government is banning Twitter, for example, let's assume that's what they've done. What was the law that produced Twitter and what was the law that you're, you're, you're banning? Was there an act of the National Assembly was in the Constitution? I mean, there are a lot of questions that people will ask. And I'm happy that a lot of persons are already challenging this action in court. And a lot of people are speaking out, saying that, look, we cannot be running this country as if uh, you're a village chief somewhere. Even in villages, people do not answer to the chiefs the way they want to run this country. We are a country of civilized people, hardworking people, highly intelligent and highly educated people. And so we, we, we deserve more from our leaders. And each time they come on board, they give all manner of excuses. Did you beg you to come on board? You, you, you came, you campaigned that you have something to offer. Now you're having challenges and you're blaming the people. You're not even taking any blame for yourself and saying, okay, I failed in this aspect. I've never heard for once this government saying that, look, in this aspect we've gone wrong. But every day they come, they defend one policy, one action after the other. Recently I was shocked when I saw Rochas saying that this government had failed in area of security. It was a major headline. And so, boy, you, you only have people like him talking, but you don't have somebody within the government saying that, look, we know in this area we've not done well, we're going to improve on it. You know, table manners. You know, and, and, and so it's, it's, it's quite embarrassing. And you see, when they bring about this kind of embarrassment, they even embarrass Nigerians in diaspora. Okay. And when you travel, people look at you, are you coming from that country? Well, talk to us about, as a mobilizer, you know, you've been led so many protests, you know, with Plateau State, even nationally. Talk to us about the psyche of Nigeria that one person would sit down to say, because I was offended, you two should be offended. I'm going to, you know, ban you, uh, the use of this thing. Mm. And Nigerians, you know, are, you know, are saying everywhere is normal. Everybody's doing, going about their normal businesses. Talk to us about, you know, the psyche of Nigerians, you know, when it comes to uh, demand. And specifically, I'm talking about, I'm not inciting anybody, I'm talking about protests, peaceful protests and demonstration, because it is guaranteed in the Constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. Yes, Pansa, before I speak about that, just going back to Twitter, and I'm happy that um, a number of persons have gone back to some years to quote people like El Rufai, the governor of Kaduna, and how active he was on Twitter. And at times when this kind of thing happened, I say probably the government want to erase our memories. And then when we come back now, we cannot longer go back to bring those tweets of how they were telling Nigerians what to do and where we need to meet, how protests and others were going to happen. Having said that, I, I, I tell people that at times I feel that Nigerians are under a spell. And this is not the Nigeria I used to know. This is not the Nigeria where we used to hit the street when we feel or we assume that government is going to take some action. Is it a you generational know? shift? It's not a generational shift. It is is the action. I, 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 I notice the people in your generation, you know, most of right when you are students is protest, protest, protest. But people in my generation, you know, 30s, late 20s, you know, it's all about women. You know, they were captain and go and meet politicians. Uh, you have more activism story that you know, the generation before you. Uh, I just want to get your perspective. Maybe it's going to help my thinking to develop, you know, uh, my ideas very well. The issue is that um, most people of younger generation than ours do not really read books that motivate them to carry out self-action or self-help. They've lost touch of our reality. They don't have knowledge of our history. And this kind of thing happens when government deliberately take away certain things from your knowledge and take away history, take away some aspect of your life that will motivate you to think deeply. And so a lot of them do not know anything about SAP, the Structural Adjustment Program. A lot of them do not have history of how certain institutions came to be and how people challenge the Tetem agenda of, uh, of uh, or, or no, of, uh, I mean, the, who the cast feet of uh, uh, Abacha, Abacha and then the, the Tetem, yes, Tezerche, and the issue of uh, uh, um, Obasanjo Tetem agenda. As a young student then, I was on the street pasting posters at night, you know, to stop the, the allegation process of, of, of Abacha and all that. And so these days, people wake up and from when they are 1 to 20, 
they have no living history of any protest. I think one of the only protests a number of younger persons have was the NSAS protest. And you could see the celebration and the mood that some of them took on, 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 on the year. It was a party. You know, the focus wasn't really there. Some had focus. Some we just don't know why they're on the street. A lot of our school people don't do anything. So in as much as I want to blame them, I equally want to say that the mentorship was not properly done. That people were not oriented to know that, look, you have certain rights and privileges. And when those rights are taken away from you, you have every right for a, to a peaceful protest, to a passive protest, and to demand for government attention. And so even when you had the Arab Spring and all of this, a lot of the younger generation know nothing about it. And when you say people should go and read The Wretched of the Earth by Frank Fanon, people will say, uh, no, I can't read that kind of a book. Just but when you say people should lead, uh, lead the, 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 road, the long walk to freedom by Nancy Mandela, people will not read. If you, say, go, yes, if you say go and read Audacity of Hope, people, I mean, there are a lot of books you tell people to go and read. They're like, I want to spend time on my phone. And so we're gradually getting to a place where it's business as usual. It is what it is, and people are indifferent. And again, aside from that, the other aspect is that when you have a government that is so intolerant, people ask themselves, is it worth dying for this project? Because even people that are legitimately in war front, how much of concern have we seen from the leadership? How much of concern have we seen given to their family members of, 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 or the loved ones they, le they left behind? And so these are legitimate people that die for a cause of a country. So, you know, if you are saying that, you know, technology is a bit of destruction, you know, uh, perhaps someone will be say that, aha, there he goes, you know, there's some good in banning Twitter because people will spend more time talking to themselves and, of course, reading a book now. Would you say that? No, definitely to everything there's a merit or demerit. But the question is that has technology helped our life? The answer is yes. And so the merit is more than the demerit. And so we cannot, because of a few disadvantage, now take away. Uh, but in other countries, have young persons not been protesting? The young lady that led the Sudan, yeah, uh, how, how old was she? So it's not the, even the issue of technology. It's the fact that we, we, we've lost focus. It's the fact that the government has succeeded in dividing us. That, if, that even when you want to protest, you know, people are looking at other interests. People are looking at ritual religion. People are looking at issue of ethnicity. People are looking at the fact that my father, my uncle is in government. I, it cannot be heard of me partaking in this. Way back at our time, even sons of VC were participating in, in student protests. You know, they were coming for a meeting and you were actively saying that, look, this is what we need to do. But these days, because even the sons of those that matter, how many of them are in the country? And for those that are in the country, how many times do you interact with them? And again, when the system is collapsed, during our era, you can count the number of private schools. One of my seniors told me that those days when people go to private school are people that are dull. Because the government schools are functioning better, and that's where people tax their brain. Mm -hmm. But now it's the opposite, that most people go to private school because the government schools are not working. And so when you look at the challenges of Nigeria, there's just no one you're going to hold on that will be a solution to our problem. Because a lot, the system is gradually collapsing. And I'm, I'm, I'm so shocked and amazed that the system is collapsing and some people are still applauding and pretending all is well. Even people within the system. And so when you have this kind of mindset and attitude, then you're not like, whoa. It seems you're the one that is, is, is out of the line or not thinking properly. All right. In case you're just tuning in, I've been uh, having a conversation with Comrade Gatch, Mikey Peter, and we're talking about the ban on Twitter and, of course, the <laughs> response of the uh, federal government of Nigeria. Just this evening or afternoon, late afternoon, Nigeria's Minister for Foreign Affairs, uh, Honorable Godfrey Onyema, met with some dip diplomatic community and told them that uh, they are ready to leave the ban on Twitter so long as they meet, you know, certain condition. Top among the list is that responsible users of social media. And well, I did say that social media is user-generated content site. Twitter, Jack Dorsey don't do anything, you know, don't post content on Twitter. Everything you have there is generated, the conversation, everything is generated by uh, people, for example. So we'd love to uh, hear from you. What do you think uh, was your opinion uh, on the conversation so far? You can call 090-9884-8848. And also, I did say earlier on that NBC has given a directive to a broadcast organization to suspend the use of Twitter, you know, so we don't, we're not going to take tweets, but we're on Facebook. The government uh, hasn't banned Facebook, so we're on Facebook. You can go to facebook.com slash jeffmjones and post your comment there. 090 or you call 090 Before you call, you have to kindly turn down the volume of your radio or you turn it off completely and then you tell us your name and where you're calling from. 
All right, let me take some Facebook comments. I almost said tweets, but Facebook comments because <laughs> uh, I'm used to uh, Twitter. All right, lots of comments on the show tonight. Uh, okay, hello and good evening. Hello, good evening, sir. Thank you. Tell us your name and where you calling Thank from. Thank you. My name is Suleiman, officer. I'm calling from Bukuru. Thank you. I'm going We're listening. Well, the burning of Twitter by the president, I think it's a welcome thing. But if you remember, you know, the channel used to send from the Twitter, but the Twitter have never deleted anything that. And that is why even I'm Nai Mohammed, what the Twitter wants from Nigerians, if this kind of message from this terrorist is going to be sent and they are not going to be deleting it, and after our president does send a message whereby he's warning all the terrorists within Nigeria that he will tell, they will share uh, the, the, the language that you understand. Is there anything bad in that? Twitter have problem with Nigeria. If they have anything, let them come out and tell them. Because the president has said it to all Nigerians, not to enact any passion. But sometimes it's so sad when the president is talking, you hear people talking because they are not with the president. We have to unite ourselves as Nigerians. Once the good thing is happening, let's say the truth about it. When bad thing is happening, let's say the truth. The president is fine and the government is fine. But some people, because of ignorance, because of something, they are not using it. They are not seeing it. Thank you, Angola. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you for calling. Aminu Ayuba on Facebook is saying, regarding the suspension of Twitter activities by Nigerian government, is long overdue their agent of destabilization and satanic agenda and should be treated as such. Hello and good evening. Oops, sorry about that. Philip Mandung is saying, I'm assuring you it's just wickedness. They're inflicting more pains on the citizens. How I wish Mr. President has been that fast in acting like he did on the Twitter ban. All I know is they are not going to die in power. Hello and good evening. Thanks for calling. Hello, good evening, Mr. Ponsat, and good evening, our guests in the studio. This is Extravagant Malogan. I'm calling you from Job. We're listening to you, sir. Yes, I think uh, before I make my point, let me lift a quote from one of my mom mentors called Edward Abbey. He once said, and I quote, that the true, a true patriot supports his country over his government. Reason being that your government comes and government goes and the country remains. The government of Olusegun uh, uh, Abasanjo has gone. That of Yeradua has gone. That of good luck has gone. That of Buhari, whether we like it or not, in the next two years, is also going down. And our country, if we allow the present people managing our nation to run it down, the country will collapse on all of us. How do I mean? Let me start by saying that we should be more worried as far as this country is concerned. But the country is collapsing before our eyes. Can we look at education? Education in this country is going down, down, down under this government. Schools are being shut down. Shut down because students are being kidnapped and we are seeing nothing about it. We can't take any action to rescue our education but under 24 hours we can take action to shut down the Twitter. That tells you where the interest of this government lies. I want to ask a question. Why is it that anything that will better the life of, this, of the masses of this country, this government spends millenniums thinking about it and talking about it and it's never done? Why have we not started paying minimum wage? Why have we not started clamping down on the Fulani headsmen and the headers that are damaging and destroying the country all over the place? From Zanfara to Kebi to Sokoto to Benue to Igangan to Ebonyi to, to all over the place. You need to have a country first before you have a, before you have a, before you have a president. Let me end by saying that the economy of this country is also going down. The cure for headache is not to cut the neck. Yeah, well, Closing down and burning yeah, down the Twitter is ill thoughts. My brother, God bless you. I'm not taking time. This is one, once again an extravagant malady from Joss. Thank you very much. Very passionate there. Well, both lines are up and running, so that is the good news. Uh, uh, the better news or the best news is that, please, before you call, you have to turn down the volume of your radio. Isaac Joshua is saying, sometimes I even blame the people surrounding the president. They do everything for their selfish interests. Sometimes I see us going back to analog age. May God help Nigeria. 
Zafana Eliadavo said Nigeria Nigerians are helpless. Pushing the citizens to the wall is a serious problem and a big bite that cannot be swallowed. David Gandang is saying um, Nigeria needs serious prayers. Dung Rampam is saying okay. Uh, stuck. Okay, along. Okay. Hello. Good evening. Thanks for calling. Could you turn down the volume of your radio, please? Hello. Say that again, sir. Yeah, well, it's not very clear. Could you call us, call us back again, please? Hello. Good evening. Thanks for calling. Good evening. It's a I'm calling from Terminus. Go ahead. Thank you for calling, sir. Well, uh, it's unfortunate. I, I just like Malobi said, you know, you can the speed at which the president is banding Twitter. What is the major problem between the people in the north and less as even say the people in the north and in the south? It's because of a particular people in the north. And let me just generalize because it's not everybody in the north here. You know, even the north here, every some people have faced with issue of insecurity. But the same people and it's the full and needs headers. That is the problem. That is the problem in the southwest. That is the problem in the north, in the, in the north center. That is the problem in the southeast. As I'm talking to you, that is even what formed this ESN. They said they want to chase away headers from where? From the forest. That is why we saw the who came up and said they want to chase headers from the, the, the forest. That they have been raping women who go there to the forest to do their, their thing, destroying the crops of people. And you now have a, a, the government coming up to say that whatever the southern people decide on open grazing, that they are not in support. Then you now have the, the, the Antigenal of the Federation coming out to compare spare part dealers with these same particular people. So why do you think that the stations left and right and center? Is because, yeah, I want to ask a question, is there a door? Was there a door not from the north? Because we keep making this sound as if it's against these people, against this people. Is there a door not? Was he not from the north part of the country? Go and see how he took care of this country without sentiment, without tribalism, without being deported the way the, the current administration is. We are look, talking about, look at the people that lost their lives in the Gagan, even a palace of a, 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 a leader in, in a community was raised by these Fulani headers. Look at what happened in 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 in, 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 in State. Look at the, the thing that has been continued the continuous issue even in Abitleke in the in a boy state. In the same particular people, the the global international thing has ranked them as a terrorist group. But in this country we have refused to even have we even made arrests. Can right, you even America. point the people that get close to us yeah, here well, in Plateau State, close to the barrack? Thank, How many of these people are separated and shown to America. Nigeria? There's so much you could take. Thank you very much. Thank you. Abdul Mumin, uh, Mumini uh, Jubrin said unknowingly while well, he quoted Festus Kiamo there. But thank you for sending in your uh, comment. Albert Akayadagza is saying the swift ban or suspension of Twitter. Uh, or whatever name the federal government wants to give it is a wrong move and an insensitive one, especially at a time when technology is the driving force for economies of nations. Our leaders tend to mostly act without thinking more of the negative effect of decisions taken. This is bad for us as a very struggling national nation economically. Uh, I think he was not prepared for the leadership in Nigeria by allowing the cabals to turn him. Okay. Kwanga Ayuba Moses, Nigeria needs to start all over again. Our yesterday is far better than our today and we don't know what it will be of tomorrow. Okay, same person. Uh, Emmanuel Usman is saying, I don't understand our current government activities is unfair and unacceptable. So we, the citizens, should rise to our right. Abdul Mumin is saying, on Biafran's issue, that Mimbuari will continuously rule for another four years. That sounds amazing. Godwin. Uh, Joe Tex Corby Habila said to me, Buhari has never shaded his kaiki. He is no near a civilian. He reminds me of Paul uh, Pot of Cambodia. He derives pleasure in seeing people suffer. Twitter ban cannot help his situation. Rather, he should throw it in, throw in the towel and save the country from imminent collapse. A.B. Agumo Jr. saying, please sponsor. I'm yet to find my missing wallet. Please, the name on the wallet card is Gimba Abednego Agumo. Okay, so if you found this, you know, a wallet belonging to Gimba Abednego Agumo, you can bring it down to 
14, number 14, Aikila Machunga Street, please. Douglas Akusai Sin, because they know they will be exposed and they also know that the truth is bitter. Ramko Nanjul is saying, Twitter ban will have hurt my business, will have imprisoned me, but thank God for Tor Browser. Okay. Zion Abu Zumshok. It's very simple. They don't have the people they are representing at heart, rather their own interests. This drastic measure should be taken on things like killing hunger, unemployment for the youth. I bet you Nigeria will be a better place. Hello and good evening to you. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Talk to us, please. Yeah, this is Peter. We are listening. You see, um, I want to start by saying that um, people are being kidnapped. Every day they are killing people. And I wonder why our president did not want to, you know, swallow his pride and let the government be. What I'm trying to say is that I thought, you know, if it is a, a well-civilized country, I think the leaders should resign because of the life of people being killed. You know, this killing is not even only in the east or in the west. Or all. It's everywhere, even in Zafara, even in Kibio, everywhere. And we still have a president. And what I'm trying to say is that if the president really know what is going on, if really he knows exactly what is going on, that means that there is something is wrong somewhere. Honestly, because I have someone talking about the presence of the child that they kill, that this man is fighting all the terrorism, people, all those people killing Boko Haram, but just unfortunately they kill him. And that people should expect more attack because nobody is fighting like the way that child president is fighting. Please, we need to do something. The country is seeking, but people are not taking everything for granted. That's my day. Thank you. Thank you. Hello and good evening to you. Hello, good evening. Thank you for calling. Talk to us, please. Yes, my name is Obina. Calling from Korea. Well, listening, Obina. You see, it's unfortunate, uh, the Twitter ban. Because this Twitter ban came from the statements submitted by Mr. President. Saying that he will deal with people of the South in the language you understand. Sorry about that. Well, uh, let me continue taking Facebook comment. I will have quite a handful. Sadiq Umar is saying, banning Twitter is not the issue. The reason of banning it is the issue. Since Twitter have come out and said they do not know at MWARI as an official handle, and we all know that Buari is not the one handling social media, the government should bring back our Twitter so that we will tweet information from the source. Insecurity is the issue of uh, the day more than 100 people have been killed within the weekend. Chika Obioha, it's unfortunate that we have finally fallen to the hands of tyranny. Charity Hali saying, I concur with your guest. This country is on the verge of collapse and nobody seems to care. Santino Edom Mwonye saying, is this democracy Nigeria voted for? This is slavery in all ramification. If Nigerians cannot learn what is happening to them now on the APC, never again will we ever learn. A few little leaders in this country government have taken Nigerians to the cleaners where our elites, they have shut their mouths and ducked their heads in the sand like ostrich. Education has gone to sleep in Nigeria while illiteracy has mounted the pinnacle of greatness. Kings walking while slaves on top of horses. Thank you, Douglas Akusa. I send because they know they will be exp okay. I think I've read this comment. Okay, um, let me go. Abdallah Gotson is saying all these things are happening because all the present leaders are working based on their interests instead of the uh, peoples that uh, the people that voted them into power. Pity my father's land. Ruben Shatima is saying the future of our dear country is in a mess with people we have as leaders, but the liberation of this country is in our hands as youth. Agojang Monday saying the government has not banned kidnapping, banditry, senseless killings, massive unemployment, but Twitter? What a country, you say. Agarash Adawar is saying banning Twitter is not the problem of this country. Honestly, our leaders have no focus for this country. They forget that it was Twitter that helped them to win elections in 2015. We are the ones that are losing everything, not Twitter. I don't know what kind of leadership we have today. May God help us out of this dictatorship, you say. 
Well, let me come to my guests in the studio, uh, Comrade uh, Shamaiki. I mean, there are John C. Campbell, former United uh, United States ambassador to Nigeria. Nigeria yeah. That's the book that you know I just got recently from. Uh, I, I think is Nigeria on the brink. That's the title yeah. of the book. It was published 2012. You know, 11 then, and he said Nigeria is a country that loves sitting on the edge. Council for Foreign Relations have put out, you know, several indices saying that uh, a country that cannot, nobody is secure. I mean, we don't have security of lives and properties, food security, educational security, job security. According to them, that is the perfect indices of a failed society. What's your opinion or thought on this? Well, quickly. Um, uh, respond to, you know, the comment. Yeah, quickly, you remember that um, I think we are still the happiest people on earth. Uh, you, you think I, so? I think so. I think we are. Uh, we are happy people. Or ordinary, suffering and smiling. Yeah, ordinary Nigerians are, are not people that love stress. And we try to wither the stress cruise, and, you know. and, and move on. And now it's and so, catch cruise. Yes, catch cruise. And yeah. then you, until of recent, we don't know what it is to be suicidal. That you hardly hear people jumping into the Temela Bridge or people taking snipers until this government came on board. And we started asking our question at, at, at things changing. And you see, when you look at the indices, uh, uh, on several occasions, we've defiled all of these indices, honestly speaking. So we lost because, on the edge. Yeah, because as it is now, virtually nothing seems to be working. Well, you and I are still smiling. People are still saying <laughs> good morning and, and hugging themselves. There's probable tension in the air. You could feel it. You could see people are angry. But when they see a familiar face, they, they, they just say, this, this country, how will we go do now? How man go, uh, how man go do? People resort to prayer. But as I tell you, I fear every day for this country. I worry every day for this country. Mm. And you see, the most worrisome aspect is that when people stand up to debate, they debate from their religious premise or from their ethnic agenda. People hardly want to discuss the Nigeria project. People hardly want to say, look, on this issue, I'm hundred percent we miss the mark here. Mm. But we are good on that other aspect. Mm. Because when people call in and and hear their tune, and you do a background, you find out that look, it is is because this person is from my area. And like one of our callers rightly pointed out, was Era Dua not from Casina? Nigeria's felt is lost and, and, and the pain of losing such a president. And here we have somebody that contested, contested, contested over th three times. And we thought he has a perfect blueprint. We thought that he's coming with, with, with a lot of uh, uh, solutions to our problem. But Nigeria is more sharply divided now than it was eight years ago. That the economy of this country is in tattered now than it was uh, some years ago. And when Shewu Sanyi or Gerbo Sanyi, I, I, I tried to convince him, come on board to tell us that the security of this country is better, I tell him it's not true. That Hitato were only fighting Boko Haram. Now we don't even know who we are fighting. That uh, uh, government unknown have taken over the world. That we don't know what's happening. We're, we're talking about bandits today. Tomorrow they say it's killer headsmen. Next tomorrow, people are now confused who is even fighting who. That those days you need to be certain places for you to be adopted or kidnapped. Now kidnappers go into the comfort of your room, into your villages, adopt people and run to the forest. How can we be in a country where people are said to appear up to a hundred and something million to rescue their kids? Is that a normal situation? Where is the intelligence? Okay, if you're taking a jinchen to a kidnapper, what stops you from putting a tracker on that jinchen? Or that machine? The, track, the, the, the kidnapper will want to drive into town. You track him down. So, I mean, just in 20 seconds, tell us about the opinion of uh, Sheikh Ahmad Gumi that uh, the government should form... A third, a, third, a, third, a third force or so that would... We, we, splinter we, yeah, bandit. Splinter bandit. Well, I, 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 I don't know what informed that thought. Uh, I know he has been having a lot of interaction with those people. But again, I don't know what information he has. If he thinks that will work, it's left for the government to experiment. Because it is now, we're all going to become advisors to this government too. Well, Because we think the government needs a lot of support and push to get them to do what they need to do. Well, Nigeria is the only country that you find a cleric given military intelligence or military <laughs> science <laughs> advice to a government that have all the knowledge. That's the kind of society that we build for ourselves. Thank you very much, Comrade Gashi, Mikey, Peter. Thank you for having me. Thank My you. prayer is that I hope that this government will become more sensitive, more sensitive to the needs, pains, and suffering of Nigeria. Let them show empathy and speak more and, and, and react less, but more proactive. Thank you very much. Have a good evening. Stay tuned to the news top of the hour, 6 o'clock. My name is Ponsak Fana. Bye now. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.